Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and tonight we are recording episode 194, titled Donnie's Mario Golf Impressions, because there's going to be a lot of that. I brought notes. Um, <laughs> as you can see, if you're watching the live stream, we have a guest here. Steven's back. Zenith from the Discord. Hello. Welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. Thank you for filling in uh, for Garrett, who's on just an illustrious vacation. Like, just, I saw women and just... Honolulu skirts, <laughs> drinks, tropical beaches. Like he is living it up. He may never yeah. come back. Who knows? Oh, yeah. That's right, Garrett. I'll hold <laughs> down the phone as long as you need. I gotcha. Uh, welcome back. Uh, before we get into the show proper, let me thank those that support us over at Patreon, patreon.com slash PSVG. You can get all of our DLC and extra bonuses and all that good stuff. So thank you, Michael Masick, Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, BMOX. Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calicote, Kyle Iman, Devin Tyus, Josh Borboni, RJ Kern, Horse Girl 69, Zach Adams, and Joe Wilson. Thank you guys so much for all that you do. I will let you know that House Party 2022 conversations have begun. They have begun to uh, to circle in the private parts of the Discord. So if that's something you're interested in, stay tuned. I don't think I can do shirts again. They almost broke us. Like they almost just <laughs> broke all of PSVG. <laughs> I think I'm still paying for shipping for shirts somehow. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. They're awesome. They're great shirts. Thank you. I don't know how you guys want to do this. Do you want to just do Mario Golf right at the top? Do you want to get some stuff out of the way? Do you guys want to talk about something first? Because I'm going to talk. I feel like if we can let minute. you get this out of the way, that we'll, <laughs> we'll just end up with this being first anyway. Did you get Mario Golf? I didn't. Um, you you pretty soundly dissuaded me from Ooh. buying it day one. <laughs> so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be the solo show then. Okay, all right. My Mario Golf impressions. I've beat the solo player. I've played multiplayer. I've played battle golf. I've played with motion controls. I probably dumped eight hours the day after it came out, like just full into the game, and then I played that night, and I played the next night, and I played most of the day on Sunday. Um, I'm going to say a lot of things that are probably going to come off to a lot of people's negative. But before I say those things, I want to let everybody know that I think it's, I think the game is okay. It's fine. Like if I was reviewing it, that's what I would review it as. I think there are some real criticisms that even the most casual Nintendo fan could probably accept. Most notably, like as we've been talking about leading into this for the last month, it's a little light on content. I think that's a very easy stone to throw at it. Nobody should really argue that. Um, They've promised to fix that with free updates, but without a roadmap as to when those updates are coming, I don't put too much stock into that. Does that mean we get a course for a year, two years? Like, what does that mean? You know, you're asking. It could also mean things like costumes or something that might not necessarily be gameplay content. Here's a green golf ball. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Camelot. <laughs> um, so especially with the way they and it's not like Ace has had a like a tremendous roadmap. There were periods of time where Aces was just not doing anything for a while. And then they did, they mean, but they did turn it around. So I do give them credit. And I do have faith that they will give this game the respect that it deserves. So I actually am not really all that concerned about the content. It's a little light, but I think what's there is okay. 
Um, I have bigger concerns than that, though. So I wrote down notes because I just I had some thoughts. And I don't know if I want to start with the good or the bad first. I feel like I should start with the bad because then maybe start I can start with start with the good. You think so? Okay. Yeah. All right. I like that. I like that Mario Golf uses the the invite system for multiplayer. It's very nice. Ooh. We don't get to do a whole lot of that. This is stuff that should be adopted. Like we should. This is just how it should be. And I hope that this is signs in the future that this is how it will be. Um, like come Splatoon and stuff. Like just being able to say like, hey, I want to invite my friends. They all pop up. You click them. You send the invite. They click the button. They go into the game. It's still a little weird. Jace was saying that, like, when he accepted the invite, like, the game rebooted and, like, reloaded him in. Like, it's still weird, but, hey, it worked. I will say that. I, I played with – oh, we played with um, Drew from Australia. Like, we played well, – I played with Jason. I played with Sean. I played with Jeff. I beat Jeff Grubb a few times, actually. I just mm-hmm. want to have that pointed out. You're not going to uh, let him forget either. He – smoked us the first round but to my credit for anybody that was watching that live stream i was trying to figure out how to play (laughs) i think it's pretty clear like he and sean beat me by 12 strokes and then i think i smoked them the rest of the way i was trying to figure out actually how to do the shots and stuff but we had fun that was a blast um simultaneous play being able to everybody to swing at the same time and keep playing is a great like speed of pace um I don't give them too much credit for that. That's been done in other golf games, but it's nice to see them adopt it so you don't have to mm-hmm. sit there and watch everybody play because that makes it a, infinitely harder to do. A clarification on that, because that's different than the rush mode where you can't like see where your shot goes. On this one, you can still see where your shot goes, but Correct. you can just immediately take the next shot. You okay. can play in stroke play, and you just play while everybody you're all playing at the same time. You do have to wait for somebody to finish the hole before you move on to the next hole. The next one. Okay. But, yeah, but you're that still, sounds nice. That sounds like the best way to play it. That is absolutely the best way that I would uh, recommend or argue that you should play it. You don't have to wait for people to take their turn. and Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. um, the other thing that I really like about the game, look at my notes here. The golf courses um, are open. And this is something we saw in everybody's golf. Um, I think Mario Golf Super Rush takes it to kind of a new level. To when they put you on the tee, you can literally hit it in any direction you want to. Um, it's kind of neat because depending on the conditions, like the wind or the rain, you may not even want to play on the hole that you're on. Like you may just want to hit it into the fairway to the left of you or to the other hole. You, know, you may be on hole seven, but you find a better path if you hit it down hole five. That's cool. And I think it adds a little strategy that most golf games have not had. And I like that. I think that's pretty neat. And I was playing and I was like, this is kind of cool. They take it that's a bit too far addition. though with the cross country mode. Uh, <laughs> I've heard everyone complain about it, but I, I haven't seen why. I need somebody Wait, to explain I forget me what why the cross country mode is. is so bad. Yeah, they didn't what really talk about it a whole lot, I don't think. Uh, so here's the thing. I'm going to go to this now because I don't think it's a bad thing. I think I'm just a little bit mixed on it. Call this kind of put it in the if category. I respect it for what it is, but I don't like it. Um, but I, I kind of like that they did something – Cross country is golf that I've never played before. <laughs> and for that, I give it respect. I've played every golf game I think I've ever seen. And I've <laughs> never played anything like this. Cross country golf is a mode in the game where you tee off. You have to complete a certain amount of holes. You have the entire course, like open world golf course in front of you. When you hit it into a hole, you tee up right there. Like right where you're standing, you tee up right there and then you have to pick another hole to go to and you can play them all out of order. 
You just have to complete them. And it really puts a lot of strategy into the game that was that I've never played before. I don't like it. I think it's chorful. The they there is an entire section of the single player dedicated to this mode. And I think that's why people don't like it, because they force mm. you to play it. You have to play it. And it's I think it'd be more fun playing with friends. Like if you were racing, it would be more fun playing with friends as a race than it is being playing by yourself. Because they have this crazy elevation where you have to hit like up a mountain and they have like, you know, they have like these warp pipes, like these little tornado swirls. Like if you hit your ball into it, it'll throw it up there. But if you don't map out where you're going, you have to hit out of the way to get to one of those, or you just try to hit it up there yourself. So you can really, really throw up some big scores on that. If you're not paying really paying attention oh, to wow. kind of the direction you're trying to go in. Mm-hmm. My biggest complaint about the part of the single player that they force you to play in that is they limit the way that they judge you. The way that you're graded in that section of the campaign is it's based on total strokes. So they give you like 30 swings to complete six holes or something it has nothing to do with your score at all. I didn't like that as much. I think it'd be a lot better to play that. Like if there was an online tournament based on cross country golf, where we all were just let loose to go out. You got to complete nine holes. You can do them in any order that you want. Lowest score wins. That sounds like a lot of fun. That is something that no golf game has ever done before. That sounds crazy. Like, I'm here for that. But they didn't do that. They just set you out there, and they're like, you got to complete it in 30 strokes, or you do it again. Hmm. It's kind of not Yeah, because on the surface, that sounds really interesting and unique. But it is I, unique. I guess... What you're saying, though, is it, it just doesn't work as single player. It really requires multiple people. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it would be very fun as single player. No, It sounds not. like it's more of a competitive type of it's uh, not fun. mode. <laughs> like when yeah. you're out there by yourself, it's not fun. It's yeah. not very fun. Like what are you, what are you trying to go against? Like, yeah, it doesn't seem But like I was trying to keep really an open mind. Yourself. And an open mind with four people set off in their own direction, or if it was like – if it was – Mario Golf 3DS and it had online tournaments that you could play with ghost players and yeah. you could see what every mm. direction people were taking and which one, like who got the best score based on the map that they were going. That's kind of fun. Like that's really fun. Actually. I think um, they don't offer multiplayer for that mode. There's multi. I th- Ooh, that's a good question. I haven't played multiplayer that mode. Okay. So I don't know. I want to say, I think there, I think, I think every mode has multiplayer. Um, I just didn't, but play it should it. at least have local, right? Like two, at least two. Yeah. And I think right. you can play local. with four, but like, I'm thinking if, if it was like 3ds and you could just stand up a cross country tournament and have mm-hmm. 60 people play this course in any direction wow. they want to, that would be a lot of fun, especially if you could like analyze in my head. I have like this breath of the wild tracker in my head where you could see like w- what yeah, the little the trail or where the people yeah. play. Like, yeah. That sounds fun. Oh, that would be such a good idea. Yeah. Um, so I tried like, to even, keep- if, even if they just did people on your friends list, not even globally, like because I know that might be a lot. But yeah, because or just the winner, see, like what you did offline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the yeah. winner. Like he, and, and this person won and here's use- how they went. Yep. And I imagine they let you use items or power-ups or whatever the unique things are. So if you could see like, hey, somebody who's using Bowser has this innate advantage here where somebody like Yoshi maybe isn't faring as well and kind of plan against that. Yeah, that opens up a lot of possibilities for multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I tried to keep an open mind to that. And even though I didn't like it, I still put it down in the – it's neat. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very shocked anytime a golf game gives me something I feel like I've never seen before. And I was kind of shocked. I was playing this. I was like, I've never – 
I never even thought of this before. So good kudos for them. Okay. Let's go to the bad side. That's kind of a short, good list. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty short. Um, I would, okay. I'm going to get this out of the way early. Cause I think this is a low hanging fruit one. Um, the campaign is weird. It's weird in, in a good way. Like I think in a really good way compared to like what I played from aces. Like this is much better than that because it's video gamey. The problem is it's just really poorly supported. It feels unfinished. <laughs> it feels like they were running out of time and just made a drastic left turn. I mean, you were playing Yeesh. golf, the golf game, the golfest game ever. And I mean, spoilers. There's like a dragon. Show. You're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Why did this happen? And where is it? It goes so. To be fair, have you played Super Mario Odyssey? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just really, really takes a left turn and it goes super fantasy, which that's kind of awesome. I was playing it. I was like, I never expected we'd get a golf game with a campaign that you're doing this, right? I just wish it was more fleshed out and really supported. And the reasons you were doing were explained. And like, it really, to me, I was like, this is almost nonsensical when I was playing. I was like, this is just... Because it's Mario in the way, like they just had a bunch of random ideas that they shoehorned together or kind of. Yeah. Okay. You know, cause it's not, here's the thing. It's not foreign to the Mario universe. It's just usually in the Mario universe, you've got reasoning, right? Bowser mm. takes peach and he goes down the tunnel and now you're right, in right. upside down world and everything's upside down here. This literally just like, <laughs> and this happens, and you're like, I don't even know who this is. Why is this happening? There's it like, it sounds some like stuff they like had that. a lot of good ideas, but maybe not a direction for it, or like it wasn't very focused, or you know, it sounds like it's just they didn't thread it together very well. well it's just very strange because I played for maybe five or six hours and I did nothing even remotely close to that. It was all just golf, and then it was like, go here, and it just wasn't golf anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Like, like, put some breadcrumbs along the way, or maybe I missed it. Um, so, so you're telling me there's no Wario, Waluigi shenanigans driving the story in this one? There kind of is. They kind of show oh, okay. up. Yeah, there's a little That's bit. Fun. It's just, I, I think if you ever play it, I think if you've played it, you'll understand. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I can't explain it correctly. Just, it's a little loose. It's, it's a lot loose. It's just loose. That's a better way of putting it. It's just loosely put together, and it made me wonder, like, were they doing like this hardcore golf thing, and they were like. We're not going to finish. Like, like, let's 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 get some stuff in there, guys. Um, this the so anyway, the campaign I actually had fun with. It was better than I thought it would be. It is not the RPG that people remember from the portable games. It never was going to be, but it's better than what I played of Aces. It's a lot better than that. So, you know, for that, it's a plus. It is just a little weird. Um, they drop you in this little open golf world. Think of like a 3D golf story. Like you're in like a little town. There's cottages. There's people hanging out. And you can yeah. walk around and talk to everybody. It's pointless. There's nothing going on. There's nothing to see. There's no side quest or items to find. Like it's just one-liners. It's just one-liners. You can't even talk to like most people twice and get a different line. It's just the same line over mm. and over and over again. So. After like the second place they plot me down on the mat, I just, I just stopped. I just stopped even trying because like I'm not going to keep wasting my time if nobody's going to say anything. Yeah. For the challenges, there are challenges that you can get like those little coach guys. Um, they've got exclamation points over their head. So you they're clearly marked like, hey, go talk to them. But there's like dozens of toads and stuff just hanging out for seemingly no 
no point. Like there's just no purpose. They just, they're just there. Um, so kind of wishy-washy on this, on the campaign. It's got its pluses and its minuses. Um, I do have performance and texture issues to report. I didn't expect yeah, I that. Saw I saw that was... one tweet that you posted where it was just completely grainy and pixelated. It's real bad. Especially... Really? I didn't see that. <gasps> yeah. And, and here's the thing, Rebecca, that picture was a picture of a me. Have you ever thought that you'd see a me that's like <laughs> under resolution? I mean, it's just a me. So at the forest course with all the rain and effects, that course takes a nosedive when you're playing that course. Um, it's it just, just golf. Why do they have issues? Come on. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because that was my, I, I had somebody who was like, oh, you know, it's not that bad. I'm like, it's a me. It's golf. Like oh, it, was, it was bad. We're not I rendering tweet Breath of the Wild up. here, guys. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was what a week ago. Yeah, I think it was the day yeah, after. Let's scroll back to all that. Um, you'd have to, yeah, yeah. Um, so it takes a nosedive there. The Bowser course. We had a very fun laugh while we were streaming online together because the textures of the Bowser's course look like they were ripped out of the Bowser map from Mario sixty four. Like oh, they're no. just really, and I, it, it's got to be intentional. I feel like maybe they were trying to go for like a nostalgic play. It just. It just doesn't look very good. It just yeah. doesn't look very good at all. Uh, I, I know a lot of people have wondered if if they got, you know, uh, delayed slash rushed by the pandemic, and that's why it's light on content. Do you feel like that's probably the case for some of these, uh, you know, graphic issues as well? That's been my case since since they showed their little demo, like in April. I was like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> this isn't the game that I was hoping <laughs> for. Um, and it maybe it just, you know, the course, it's, that course specifically, the Bowser course, doesn't hold a candle to like the detail that was in Bowser's course on 3D 3D World or World Tour 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, World Tour looks nice. I've I've been playing the demo a little bit just to get a taste of it, see if I'm going to join the the lunchtime uh, nice. golf tournament. And and yeah, everything looks great on the 3DS. Yeah, and it was that course they had all these flamethrowers and it was just like very detailed and had different levels of grass and stuff like this. And the Bowser's course is pretty pretty basic like it's in 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 the, in this version super rush it's pretty basic it's pretty flat and uh kind of expected more so um there are some performance issues not a lot if you're playing on like the opening courses and stuff i didn't have any issues on those it really wasn't until i got to that force with the rain and stuff like just turn the rain off like at that point like if it's crushing the game that bad just you just don't have rain in the game right now you know like yeah. tone it back uh so yeah i didn't like that I'm still like I'm I'm trying to build up to like my actual big gripe. I have one giant gripe with the game. Let's see here. Um I wrote down it feels like a Wii Sports game. I actually think mm. it would have been better promoted if it was a Wii Sports resort. Like it does feel like Wii Sports golf with Mario characters in it. That's the best way to judge this game. Like an underdeveloped golf game that would have been better in a bigger sports package. And I, here's the thing, I love Wii Sports. But, mm-hmm. but I value these two things very differently. You know, like mm-hmm. Wii Sports comes with a connotation that it's a casual multiplayer type of experience. You're not going to take it too serious. You're going to, you know, waggle the remote, play with your friends. Like that is what this game is. Like if I was to, like if you're just somebody, it's like, Hey, I want to play with my friends. Get this game. You'll have fun. If you've got friends to play with, if you're just a casual person, you're not like super into golf. You've never really been into golf. You also might really like this game. Um, if you want Mario golf, you've played all the Mario golfs. If you're like me, you're deranged, a little obsessive, obsessive <laughs> about your Mario golf. This is not the game for you at all. This is the worst Makes version sense. of that ever. <laughs> um, 
first and foremost, I hate the speed golf. I really, really hate the speed golf. It was fun for about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I started running. I got a groove. I started smashing people. I was like, okay, I get it. It's fun. And then I started realizing that all of my best shots I never saw. Mm-hmm. I have hit like five hole-in-ones. I hit an albatross I never saw because you hit the ball and you immediately go running down the fairway and the ball goes in the hole and it just stops you. It's just like, that's it. You just freeze, go to the next hole. You don't get to see the shot. There's no instant replay. There's no highlights at the end of the thing. There's no option. I, I, I can't imagine. What? I had somebody was like, you can't have it both ways. It's like, I don't want it the first way. <laughs> but well, but I mean, if they did have a highlight reel or a replay, like that would go You can have it both way. ways. This is not asking yeah. for the moon. Put an instant replay feature in. How about an yeah, instant I mean, replay feature on all shots that are under par? That would that tremendously would help this game. Um, yeah, I mean, because the, the mode itself feels, not being a golfer, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it feels like it kind of flies in the face of of golf. Golf, of golf. is a game of precision. Um, you know, you take your time, you make sure your shot's just right. This is all about go fast, fast, fast. You're not trying to be as precise, but you could salvage some of that satisfaction of being precise and accurate by just, you know, allowing somebody to look back and say, hey, I really nailed that and I was fast at it, not just, hey, I was fast. Yeah, perfect response. There's uh, half the campaign. My biggest issue with the campaign actually is half the campaign, the golf that you're playing is all about being fastest. It literally has nothing to do with your score. You could have a worse score than your opponent as long as you do it faster than they do. Oh, Sounds really? so chaotic. <laughs> That's the. It's not. It's not hard. I was beating people because they do an accumulative speed, so they keep a timer on you like over eighteen holes. Over eighteen holes, I was beating the other people by ten shots. Yeah, you know, I mean not ten shots. I'm sorry, ten minutes. I'm ten minutes uh. faster than everybody else. Like it's not close. But like you can just take like shot, 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 like just like yep. over and over. Somebody put in the shot, 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 shot. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yes, yeah, like I, I can't imagine. I was, I, I was, I played nine holes of golf where I was beating this person. You know, I think by ten or twelve shots. But according to the tournament, they were ten seconds behind me in second place, and I'm like, this is wow. That's really strange. Yeah, it's very. I mean, it, it at that point, it almost feels like a different game. Um. Because golf, again, about low scores, not speed. So, call it Mario speed. Tag. That's that's <laughs> kind of like my 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 shot that I've been taking at it on 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 Twitter. It's it's like Mario Tag the game. And I guess that's not inherently a bad thing. But when you advertise, hey, this is a golf game, then you know you expect it to play like golf. So I don't know. Fun. It could be a fun game. Like rushing through it can still be fun. But I think it's one of those expectation issues where you expect a specific thing when you hear the word golf. Yeah. It's clearly not what I wanted. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. the only opinion I can bring you, right? My opinion isn't to bring the opinion of the masses. My opinion, my job is to bring you my opinion. As somebody who devoutly loves Mario Golf, I've been looking forward to this game for seven years. I've been talking about it on every other Nintendo Shack for seven years. Um, I'm very let down. Which brings me to my number one issue. And this is the issue that really puts the heart, like the knife through the heart for me. This issue really jeopardizes whether or not I'll ever play this game because I don't think they'll ever fix this issue. And I don't think that's going to make it better if they bring tournaments, if they let you cross country tournaments, if they do online multiple multiplayer leaderboards, like if they don't fix this issue, I'm probably not going to want to play. And that's that the mechanics are just too easy. 
Um, the game is very easy to play. It took me about 13 holes before I figured out how to move the ball left and right, how to stop it, how to make it roll forward. And then once I did, it's really the mechanic. Um, in golf games, traditionally, you have a power accuracy slider mechanic, right? You have a little three-click system. Um, people have done it differently. Some of them do like motion controls on the sticks, but it's always usually the same. You set power, you set accuracy. The whole point of golf, and I think this is like the traditionalist, is definitely the fact that I am a golfer. I'm bringing this to the table. I don't think many video game fans might agree with this. I think diehard golf fans, though, would. The whole point of golf is that golf is a game of misses. It's a game of inaccuracy. You're not supposed to be perfect. That's golf. You're supposed to manage your bad swings. There are no bad swings in Mario Golf, ever. Once I got it down, I hit perfect shots for four days. Like I never, <laughs> like you never miss. You never miss. There's no inaccuracy. There's no bad shot. Um, that's the problem. It's lacking uh, uh, the ability to be random. It's lacking an ability to go off the rails, to color outside the lines. That's the competitiveness of golf. Like once I got it down, and I think you can tell like that second day or second day stream, once everybody else got it down, all of the scores suddenly become super close. You're talking the difference between one shot, right? Eight, nine under, 13, 12 under, like everybody's super close because it's it's easy. It's not hard to play. Um, The greens are mostly flat. Outside of, I think the Bowser's course puts a little slope in it, but nothing like the greens that you play in Hot Shots Golf or Mario Golf on 3DS or PGA Tour 2K, which by the way, PGA Tour 2K crushes this game in like what it offered on day one, the modes, the online multiplayer, like what you can do puts this game to shame. So if you're comparing it to other golf games, like in its genre, it really doesn't stack up if you're drawing those one-to-one comparisons. Um, but the mechanics are very, very casual and they're very, very easy. And I think the, the greens, the reason that there aren't a lot of slopes and hills and undulations, because the entire game is focused on speed. You can't play speed golf if you need time to line up your shot. It got to the right. point where I wasn't even reading. You just look as it go left or right and you just go a little left or a little right and you just hit the ball because it's basically going to go in because – Almost every putt in the game lines up that way. There's not a whole lot beyond that to putting or the short game. Um, I never really had to read the green when I was hitting a chip shot. Those types of, I feel it like advance. It's like if you're a casual player, you might love this. It might be the first golf game you've played that you feel good at. But if you're somebody like me who will play a golf game for 300 hours, there's no replayability there. There's nothing for me. Like I don't want to go back and play it. I've played it. It sounds like they've added that they molded the courses to be around that specific mode. And then it sounds like that they didn't, they only made, what's it? There's six courses on, yeah, on the normal mode six. that they made those as like the easy courses. And then they just forgot to add the medium and hard mm-hmm. courses. Maybe I, they wouldn't definitely need a lot of harder courses, but even then, like how much, fun is it going to be navigating a hard course if the swing meter stays the same and everybody just hits perfect shots all day because uh, then it's a Did game but it's a game of management not a game of golf it's basically mm-hmm. like do you risk trying to cut over the tree and like that costs you the match because you're one stroke off everybody else because everybody's hitting perfect shots you know like there's no i don't know the right word there's just no there's no like talent to it there's no like you're not mastering the swing because the swing is so easy you know like everybody's hitting that shot does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, like, I think so. I, 
the scoreboard. I'm curious if you can like kind of compare it directly to the the 3DS version because that's you know what I've touched most. I recently. was actually just about to say that if so, we started the Lunch Club, which I'm, I want to talk. I want to plug that here in a minute. But if you look at the scoreboard of the Lunch Club, there are people that are five over, even two under. 13 under the scores range because Mario golf on 3ds, the slider is, is, it's not random, it, but it has speed. It has accuracy. I never hit a perfect shot 10 times in a row, right? Because you're off a little this way. You're off a little that way. You have to manage those misses. Mm-hmm. Um, this game doesn't have that. That's not here because of gotcha. their swing meter. It just kind of comes back up and it honestly feels like it's almost on autopilot. Cause I'm telling you, I felt like I was even trying to like, let me see if I could just hit it just a little off. You can't like it. It always just snaps into perfect accuracy. Perfect spot. Yeah. The other part about this is also, this is the last thing I wrote down character balance. If you've ever played a Mario golf game before, there are, um, there are pros and cons to playing with a character. If you want to play Yoshi who hits the ball extremely straight, he's not going to hit it that far. If you want to play as Bowser who crushes the ball, he's going to hit it 40 yards, you know, hook. You know, you have to manage that hook. Nobody does that in this game. Everybody hits it straight. The thing that seems to be the thing like in the stats is spin. They're like, this person can't spin the ball. But here's the thing. If you do the power spin shot, everybody can spin the ball. So that's really not, that's null and void. It doesn't matter. So there's no reason to play as anybody that can't hit the ball as far as possible because you're just giving up an advantage. So like everybody should just play as Bowser and Donkey Kong because they're just better characters because everybody just hits it straight. (laughs) That that is a problem because this game should have balance. It's like Mario Kart. If everybody was I was just going to say Mario Kart is the same thing. Yeah. It's like if everybody just was locked in a speed and acceleration didn't matter, then you'd always play as the fastest character. Why would you not? This game has a lot of that. So the characters also really don't matter. Um, I just played as my me. Uh, also, I'm, I'm actually glad I said that because I just remembered it. Another thing I didn't like about the single player is you do get to level up your me, but they very con- they, they control what you get to level. So if you put all your power into one, they'll actively take it away from another. So they, mm-hmm. they force you to basically balance it out. Oh, which I didn't so like at either. the end of it, you end up with just a level character to match the rest of the characters. You might be a little game. off here or there, but yeah. That's pretty much it. And once you realize it, you're like, oh, this doesn't matter either. So Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. It feels like they just gutted a lot of the nuance out of out of the game. So with that being said, the mechanics, the golf part of it, makes this a game that I don't really want to replay. I will replay it. I don't I don't regret it because I do think this is maybe because the PGA Tour 2K is not like super great on Switch, I still think this is the best golf game on Switch. Like if I'm just in the Better golf, than golf story. Because it's a, like a real golf game. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, like yeah. I love golf. <laughs> golf Story is a much better game, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's a different kind of golf game. It's an RPG. Sure. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so if I'm in a golf mood, I'm definitely going to play this. If I have my switch, I'm going to pull this out and play it. But to segue to the lunch club, um, we just restarted playing on 3DS and I was much happier to just go back to playing that because it's just a better game. It's much better. So um, here's the deal, folks. PSVG, Nintendo Shack, we ran the Lunch Club Mario Golf Tournament for, I think, almost two years every week. And then eventually folks started to fade off of it, as as things do, and we stopped it. And uh, we were waiting for this game to start it back up again, and this is not the game that we were waiting on. So we're going to do it on 3DS again. Here's the deal. I don't want to burn people out again. So I'm thinking of doing it once a month. 
I think once a month gives everybody some time. Everybody can play, but like we're not playing in every week. It doesn't have to be a commitment that you have to commit to. So I'm thinking we'll do something like 10 or 12 day tournaments once a month and let everybody Sounds play. That's pretty good. So it gives you almost half a month to do it, half a month down, basically. Yeah. Yep. And you just play the one round. It takes 20 minutes out of your out of your time and you're locked in and if you want to go chase the scores and you want to keep because the thing that's really cool about mario golf is you get to post your score to the leaderboard and then you can see what position you're in and if you're not in first and you want to win you can just go post another one you just keep playing i never do that by the way i i committed to that Take scouts first one scouts honor uh when we started this i said here's what i'll do i'll play one tournament i'll do it first i'll always post the score you guys come beat me um, cause I think it's a fun thing to let everybody like, you know, try to, try to jump up there. So, um, we had a lot of people look at that flex. Hey, just come get me. <laughs> I'm not good. Come, Meet come dethrone expert. me. I think yeah. I'm in third or fourth <laughs> right now. I think several folks have already passed my, my first score. I would tell you that first round back, it felt great again because when I was playing on Mario golf, I hit bad shots. I was like, it was not my best round. I posted 13 under, which a lot of people are like, that's crazy. That 13 under could have easily been 18. I left five or six shots out there, but I didn't pull them off. That's how golf's supposed to feel. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's, that's how you're supposed to play golf. You're not supposed to just keep playing and keep hitting perfect shots all day long. That's kind of, it's boring. Honestly, it's boring. After 12 hours with the game, I was bored. <laughs> like super rush. I'm like, this is just not fun. This is boring. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a bummer. Somber, somber note. <laughs> Well, well, maybe maybe we can try to pick it up a little bit because because I've been thinking about this, hearing the discussions about some of the disappointment around Mario Golf, and I was kind of inspired by um, your conversation with Sean Capri on Sweet Hangs because he started talking about um, you know do do we vote with our wallet on this one to try to show Nintendo hey we're not super happy with what you did and you you kind of went through the argument pretty quickly but I think you took the side of like yeah we I don't think not buying the game really tells them that we're unhappy with it. So I'm curious from both of you, what do you think is helpful from a consumer standpoint to help tell Nintendo like, Hey, we want more Mario golf games. You know, we, we like it, but we're not huge fans of this iteration of it. So keep bringing us Mario golf, but do better next time. Like what's the best way to convey that? I think the scary thing is (laughs) to take that logic forward. The scary thing is with the Switch's popularity and this game's lean to casual, what if this game sells out, sells all of them? You know, like, because then we're going to get more of these games. And that's not, say, that's not what I want. Switch games have been selling so well. And yeah, they might Correct. think, well, this is what they want. I mean, I hope that if they see a surge in Mario Golf after this game releases on 3DS, maybe they'll be like, <laughs> guys, we, we missed it here. Um, I, I would love to see... And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I'm not expecting it, but I don't think it's out of the possibility that Camelot might come out with an update. I'm like, hey, we're tweaking the swing system. We're tweaking the way this is played. We're we're adding these characters. We're tweaking some of this this balance. I hope they do. I want to say, I think I remember them doing that for Aces. They tweaked a lot of characters um, after the game came out because I think they realized that players wanted more... Um, I don't know, difference between the way the characters mm-hmm. play, the way the game was played. Um, and that's definitely what I'm definitely what I'm wanting. And in so like in uh PGA Tour 2K, for example, they've got the 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 swing stick, but you can set different levels of difficulty to that. And if you want to play on the more popular tournaments that are online, like the globe tournaments, you have to play it on hard. Like they lock you into playing mm-hmm. that way. 
I would very much like to see something like that added to this game because without it, that would be really cool. Yeah, without it, it's just it's just Wii Sports, and I love Wii Sports, but I love Wii Sports because it's Wii Sports. This is Mario Golf. It's not supposed to be Wii Sports. It shouldn't be the same. It's supposed to be better than that. This uh, this game, you know, I talked to you about it. it's kind of sluggish and it's you know I talked a lot about its faults. This game also doesn't feel like it really lives up to the Nintendo quality level like it just it really feels like it's just a little unpolished it just needs some more time Mm -hmm. yeah so so do you feel like you know you you buy the game anyways and then you just are outspoken and critical about it and hope that nintendo hears you and does something about it or i mean i think that metacritic's got to say something like if people stop playing it really quickly that'll definitely say something i mean there's a reason that they added DLC and online and stuff tomorrow party and there's a release and they're doing another one is because it sold well they're seeing that people are playing it so if this game just falls off the face of the planet and somebody's and it stops selling and stops playing then I think they'll get the message but um, if it sells well I mean if the masses have it and it's just not what I want then I'm just SOL there's nothing I can do about that you know I, again right. I can only bring my own opinion but I, I Donnie's year of dreams is turning into a year of disappointment because it sure feels mm-hmm. like one after another. I'm just Couple not I'm just not getting what I was hoping for. I wanted this game so much, so long, so oh. badly. I was going to play this game for 400 hours this year. And after 15 hours, I don't want to play it again. I really hope that it is, and it shouldn't be this way, but I hope it is one of those things where at the end, when it has its final content update, that you can say, this is what it should have had to begin with. I'm finally happy with That'd it. That'd be great. I would love nothing more than come back to it. I, yeah. I'm rooting for it. I root for Camelot. I love Camelot. I have support. I buy all their games. So mm-hmm. they know how to make good golf games. They've done it before. They've done it not just Mario Golf. They have a, a two-decade-long history of doing it. So I can't imagine that they don't know this is a, a thing. They have to be aware. Um, the question is, is it purposeful? Do they purposely slant this way for a reason? You know, because it does, it feels like a, like I called it the cartification of a golf game. Like it feels like they were trying to take like a, a Mario Kart like approach to this golf game. They're like, let's make it fun for everyone. And doing that dumb, you know, it, it just waters down the points that I like about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, interesting that they didn't try to do something like this as like Super Rush specifically, that mode. They didn't try to do that as more of a bonus mode to the uh, game instead of making it the core mechanic of the game. It seems like a, a pretty big risk that they took with it. Um, I mean, yeah, they to, tweaked the entire game around it. I think they did yeah. the design of the courses, the way the game is played, the swing mechanic. I feel like it's all tailored for speed golf. Well, fingers crossed for you that the content comes and it becomes something you want to play more. But yeah, that's that's disappointing. And and I'll I'll jump on the uh, by the DS version bandwagon. If that that shows them that this is a better game, we want more of this. I think that's a great. It's much approach. better. I'm telling you, like you get more courses out of the gate, and the the DLC is only like 15 bucks, and it doubles the amount of courses in the game. So then it's like twice what you're getting on Super Rush. It's a better game. Yeah. Um, the other yeah, thing it's about, about 30 dollars digitally right now, I think is all. It sounds about right. I'm yeah, sure I you think can pick up the a other used day, copy was... for like $15. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you can get it for at least half the price. Yeah. Get a better game for at least half the price. I am really thinking about doing that. Oh, I would Rebecca, love Becca, if you do it, I'll do it. And we'll <laughs> club. I don't want to hog the mic anymore, but I also have, I have some more bad news to report. I think I'm just, I'm Uh-oh. bracing for a little, a little blowback on this one. I played the monster okay. hunter stories two demo and uh, it struggles a little bit. It's not bad. 
but it, it struggles um, both this hand, is cl- handheld and docked. platform, right? Not exclusively Switch, or is it It's coming exclusive? to PC. I don't know if it's coming to PC day one, only because I haven't followed it that much. But I know it's coming to PC, but it might be delayed on PC. Okay. Um, it struggles a little bit. It is the same Monster Hunter Stories 2, which is to say it's great. It's Pokemon and Monster Hunter. Like, it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I don't know any other better way to say this. I played it for about an hour, and I was just bored. <laughs> and maybe it's just me right maybe i'm just not in the mood or what i don't know but i played mm-hmm. for an hour and i was just like i don't want to buy this game anymore so i i cancel my pre-order i just you, you don't think it's one of those like it's just a really slow intro maybe i don't games, know is it i'm also okay. like i'm trying to be a little more smarter about my money after ac and stuff and i'm kind of squeezing from all ends and I was already, so I initially was going to pass on this game at launch because I have so much to play. I'm already building a backlog. There's already stuff that I'm playing and Skyward Sword is barreling right at us. Mm -hmm. I know I was going to be putting this game off for Skyward Sword. So the fact that I wasn't just really into it right out of the gate, I was like, I just wait. You're right. I may Mm -hmm. come back to it later, but for right now, let's just wait because I'm just going to play Skyward Sword anyway. So I canceled my pre-order and I feel like that's going to make Ryan or... Kaiju or Garrett upset, and I don't want to. I think I just, Garrett delayed his pre-order too, didn't he? Say that after that target mishap, yeah, he, uh, something happened. He put with his up, so yeah, yeah. I just you're, I, you're not the only one disappointing the listeners. It's kind of boring. It's just really in arms. It's just really slow. <laughs> Beautiful cutscenes. They're still bad. there. The cutscenes are there. They do run at like maybe like 0.75 speed. Like they seem to be a little slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if that game doesn't click with you, it's kind of hard to get into. And I've liked the first one. I didn't finish the first one, but I think I played 10, 15 hours of the first one. You know, like I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the money that I got out of it. But yeah, it just it wasn't clicking for me. And like I said, I'm just going to play other stuff anyway. I've got Scarlet Nexus. I need to get a bi- back to Biomutant. I got No More Heroes coming. Skyward Sword. Obviously, Skyward Sword is going to take a lot of time to beat. So I was just like, there's no point in forcing this and just having it sit there. And I'm eventually what traded in, you know, like I do everything else. So I was like, I'll just cancel it. So yeah. Okay, I've said all my piece and hogged the show for 40 minutes. <laughs> Rebecca, what did, what did you do? I really haven't um, been up to a whole lot gaming-wise uh, this week. I did beat um, Donkey Kong Country 2, uh, Ooh, which nice. I had started last week. I only had a little tiny bit left uh, that I hadn't finished last week. Um, so I finally finished that. Um, I liked it a lot. It felt um, like they there were more mechanics, you know, that they were able to kind of put into the second game. They felt, you know, they had mastered the first game and were able to kind of put more creative things for you know your characters to do in the second game um really inspired levels really pretty game um i liked it a lot um i said most of what i wanted to say about that game last week but um some really hard parts of that game like i use save states on switch online because i would ne- like i don't have time don't to play the level hundreds that. of times like well, i know and nobody shame, yeah. Yeah, stream, but nobody gave me grief not. for it like it's just uh, you know and i know people beat it back in the day without it and i'm just like amazed for them. that they did yeah <laughs> Yeah, honestly, because... <laughs> I've always felt that was kind of Donkey Kong's thing, is hard that part. it's platforming, but it ramps up a bit from from Mario. Like, when I buy a Donkey Kong 
that's what I expect. Like, let's yeah, ramp it up. Difficulty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the first, you know, couple worlds or levels or whatever were very easy. I didn't have to use it too, too much. But by the end, like, I, f- I felt like, first of all, figure out what to do. Second of all, like, even if I knew how to do it, just like the hitboxes are so close sometimes. Like, they're all over the place with that. Um, this, some of it felt a little bit unfair. Like, I swear I made that jump on that minecart level, but it didn't register. Um, kind of things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked last week about the one really hard, like, the one really hard boss. I thought the final boss was easier than, than that one boss. Um, but it was good. I feel like it is a good experience, you know, just, you know, to say that I finally played that. And, um, I do want to do the third game as well at some point. I'll probably wait a little while. Um, but I mean, it's, it's good platforming. I love the Super Nintendo. You know, I do. Tropical Freeze um, next? Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the save states to help me on that you one. You got Funky Kong, <laughs> though. Yeah, I feel I like could, I, I haven't beaten Tropical Freeze, so I can't speak to the end. But at least the beginning, I feel like it wasn't as hard as some of it ramps DKC up. Yeah, too. The beginning of this one wasn't that hard either. That's true. That's it true. ramps up. So, yeah, it, okay. it gets going there. Because it's, it's, I feel like back in the day, like this isn't a long game. You know, if if you can beat it, you know, if you're good at it and can beat it like without trial and error, it's not a long game. Um, so I feel like back in the day, they had to make it difficult like that. Because they couldn't make longer games mm-hmm. back then. Um, so that's that. Um, but yeah, tro- for Tropical Freeze, I, I played like, I think the, the very beginning of that on the Wii U. I think sure. I rented it from the library. Um, and like, you know me, like I'm not, I don't, I'm not drawn towards platformers. Yeah. Um, but for a game like that, like I, I want to play the classic games. Like I want to play the kind of the big title ones. It's not like kick you in the teeth hard. But it's uh, Donkey no. Kong, so, like, the very last level of, like, Mario, like Mario U or something like that, you get that level in Donkey Kong, like, a third of the way through. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it just like, speeds up your progression a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it just, it, I will say, I mean, it's precise. Like, Donkey Kong, you've got to be, yeah. big, especially because they'll move you a lot, too, and they put you on carts, they put you in motion. Like, you know, yeah. like, you can't sit there and judge it all the time, either. It's about timing, and it's about memorization. Yeah. Um but Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, I mean, there's a reason why, when I think it, I, I don't want to spout its Metacritic. Maybe somebody in the chat can let us know. Chat's popping, by the way. I hadn't looked at it while I'm talking about golf, and I come over and there's like just a bunch of messages. Wow. Uh, thank okay, you guys. <laughs> thank you guys for being here. Um, but Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze had like nines across the board. Like everybody loved the game. It's really, really good. So um, if you're I in know. the mood and you're feeling it, like I can only wholly recommend it. It's beautiful too. It's gorgeous. And that's the, yeah, that's the kind of game where I do want to, even if I don't beat it, like I feel like there's a lot of games where I don't feel the need to get to the end. I just want to play it and experience it and kind of see what it's all about. Sure. And I feel like that would be the case for me in Tropical Freeze. I did visit it, but I, I would definitely revisit it and play more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, um, oh, I don't, shoot, I wanted to have it on me. I also got what Garrett bought a few weeks ago, that Retroid Pocket 2 Ooh, with a little device. Nice. I'm so glad that I got that. I feel like, um, it is such a, a cool little toy here. Um, it is, a, and Garrett said all this, so I'm really just going to be repeating what he said, but I see what he means. Like it, you do have to tinker with it a little bit to set it up and get the settings right because the settings aren't very intuitive. They're not very user friendly. Like you really want to go in there and kind of change it to the way you want to be it, like you want it to be. Yeah. 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 It's, it doesn't really come 
ready to like just load up with ROMs and get going. Um, you can, but you you will have to kind of fight with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. That kind of um, surprises but, me because being like a you know contained unit, this is designed specifically to emulate games. You'd think they'd put yeah. a little bit more effort into like making you can, it more yeah, plug you and can. play. It's just kind of a headache if you don't change the settings to what you want them to be. Right. Um, uh, but I did all that. I went through, I was patient with it and I'm so glad that I did, um, because it's, um, such a cool thing. Like, I feel like I, I always forget how much I love the handheld gaming part of it. Like, I just value being able to, like, lay in bed and play, you know, games. Um, and, you know, I have my 3DS, but obviously there's some stuff on there that you can't get on virtual console and yep. whatnot. And like, I'm honestly, to be honest with you, I'm playing a lot of games that I've played before. Like I'm not playing new stuff on this. That's I'm just okay. kind of revisiting some Game Boy Advance games and um, some Super Nintendo games and whatnot. And I go through that. I go through Rob that. And, I mean, yeah. you guys have heard it. I go through that. I feel, I want to say annually, but it's more than that. There's several mm-hmm. periods of the year. I'm just like, man, I'm going to replay something. I just, I like that comfort food. And it's like, yep. you know what? I love this game. I know I love this game. I don't know about that new game right now. So I'm <laughs> going to play this game that I know I like. You know, I played Doom Eternal this week. I almost beat the game last year and I just yeah. booted it up again and I played it for four hours. I didn't just boot it up, look at it, turn it off. I sat there and kept playing. <laughs> it's like, this nice. game's great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's know comforting. how much that could be an old game. But <laughs> well, of course, but <laughs> mm, yeah, for it's sure. comforting to go back to games that you've played before. I mean, um, how many times do I play The Last of Us? Like annually at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was hoping that uh, N64 games would run on it. Apparently N64 emulation is not all that great. I've heard that it's not just on this thing, that it's in general. It's so. yeah, pretty consistent. Yeah. So um, I probably won't be doing too much on that. I put um, um, a PS1 game on it, Chrono Cross, which I've never played before, but I want to play. Um, and it seems to be running well. Um, it's, that, that one seems to be working okay. And that's a game where I feel like I... like. You know, and I, I don't emulate games unless I feel like there's not an, another way modern to play them because this game has not been re-released. It's the only way you can really play it is on a PS1 or PS3. Mm. Um, and I don't have to, that's not an option. So um, I don't like want to play it on this, but I probably will because it's probably not going to get re-released. <laughs> but but it works. So <laughs> it's a cute, it's a, it's a fun toy. I like it. And the battery life is not bad. That's good. So, That's good. Yeah. Thumbs up and, from both uh, of you. Yeah, thumbs up. I like it. If you're willing to, like, I think I'm spitting word for word what Garrett said, but if you're willing to kind of do the work to get to, like, the way the way that it should be or the way that you want it to be, it's worth it. So you know what I'm going to do? Well, it's only I'm going to send Garrett some Game Pass codes and be like, can you just do this? Just send <laughs> it to me. It's what it worked for my Vita. I'm like, just, just do it. Yeah. I don't want to do this. You do it, and then I'll play it. Yeah. It yeah. took me a good while to do it because, like, I just was afraid. Of, like, I followed a YouTube video step by step, and like, it just it took a couple hours. It Is it harder long, than the but... Super Nintendo Classic? No, um, no, no. Okay, because that was about as much as like as much energy as I wanted to give something like that. Yeah, no. Like, I, I watched the video. It's like that doesn't seem too hard, but if there was just like three more steps of like, oh, never mind. I wouldn't just do it. Screw it. Just never if, mind. I mean, it's, it's long. I would, I think, and I forget all the process for that, but I think it was longer to do, but if you can follow directions, you can't really mess this up. Oh, I was flashed the Super Nintendo do. in like 20 minutes. It wasn't that long. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, this, it, this was definitely longer than. Okay. Really? Yeah. That's, that's surprising to me. 
Yeah, once you figure it out, because like you, like you don't have to change the button mappings and stuff to be like what you want it to be. Oh, that's a mess. Yeah, on the mini classic, mm-hmm. it's like I, I had a USB stick formatted. Like you dump the kernel and you save it, and then you just reboot mm-hmm. it and you load it back up. I was like, it's not too bad. And that's that's like the peak of my effort for this. That's that's <laughs> mm-hmm. top of the line, you know. <laughs> yeah, hacking hacking. Uh, I think the SNES Mini was is one of the easiest ones I've done because I've done I've jailbroken iPhone in the past. I've done the Wii U. I've done the 3DS. I've done the SNES Mini. Um, and I think, yes, Nest Mini is probably the easiest of that bunch that I've messed with. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, before we get into the news, Steven, you got any games you've been playing? Anything you want to Yeah. Up? So, I have just been over the moon about Metroid Dread since oh, that yeah. was announced. Yeah, le- yeah. Leading up to E3, um, I had really been craving some kind of Metroidvania. So, I booted up Hollow Knight again and had been kind of chipping away at that. Uh, for my second time, what's so, that? What's that face for, Donnie? So hard. I want to love that game still, so still much. In your I want to love that game so much. That game. I need an easy mode. I would be so over the moon if Hall and I was like, "Here's an easy mode for all of you that aren't as good as everybody else." Like, thank you. Maybe you'll get that in Save Song States. If it ever comes out. Can I play Hall and I with Save States, please? <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I was playing through that, and then like you know, I only get a couple hours in, and E3 hits, and Metroid Dread, so that instead sparked me down the path of replaying all the old metroid games so i uh oh, i recently finished yeah yeah so Every, i recently I see, like, finished everybody uh, doing that fusion right yeah i think it ignited the whole community basically so yeah i played through fusion um i'm like an hour away from beating zero mission right now um i i for kicks like messed around with um the fusion difficulty level on samus returns and i cannot recommend that to anybody nobody should play Samus Returns on Fusion Difficulty. Like, Hollow Knight's hard. Um, Samus Returns on Fusion Difficulty is insulting. Like, it, you die in two hits to everything. It doesn't matter what it is. You get hit twice. You get one warning shot, and then you die. So it's it's not as fun. So I, I like I the box took it quote. down to hard mode. Fusion's insulting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, not the Fusion game, just the Fusion mode. Right. So, but yeah, it was man, not no joke. Can yeah, I play, so I've been having a lot of fun with Metroid right now. Can I play any of those GBA games on my 3DS? Um, I I'm not sure if it's on Virtual Console or no. not. If you have the Ambassador Zero Mission, one. I think, is Ambassador. Do you have the Ambassador 3DS? No. no. I, I mean, if you, so. So if you have, have to play it on Wii U. If you have a hacked 3DS, then yes, you can play it. But, I do have a hacked um, 3DS. Well, yeah, you should be good to go then. Oh, we may have to talk. I don't know if it's on there. People yeah, it, were saying how they the I think the conversation was coming up how hard it is to play these games if you're trying to catch up with the series. You pretty much have to have a Wii U. Yeah, I know. Say, yeah. If you have a Wii U, you can 3DS. play every single Metroid game with a Wii U. And I do have a Wii U. I just have to go sit in my son's floor to do so. <laughs> and that might be a road too far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, so I, I, I loaded um, both Fusion and Zero Mission on my 3DS. Um, uh, as well as you could put them on the SNES Mini if you want the big screen too. That's another option. Nice. So yeah, yeah. If you if you want, hit me up. I'll I'll help. Get ah, you yeah, up. I got a guy. Well, 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 well worth the playthrough. I uh, I know people aren't huge fan of Fusion, but I I really like Fusion. It, it's a fun game. If you can get over the linearity of it, it's a really good Metroid game. So I I was really happy to go back to that. I can't remember if I finished it when it came on Wii U or not. I remember when it came on Wii U, I definitely bought it and played it. I have that vision in my head. I just, I don't know how much I stuck with it. 
Yeah, it's it's good. I'm I'm really happy that Dread's building off of that because I think Fusion has one of the most interesting story arcs of the series. Um, so it'll be really fun to see where they take that and uh, what they can do with both the Metroid and the X Parasite. So yeah, it's just play exciting stuff. Yeah, because you you went, you've been going through the series, right? Is that the only one you haven't hit so far? No, sort of. So my history with Metroid is a little odd. I started with Super Metroid, um, then I played Prime One. Um, then I played Zero Mission. <laughs> now I'm on Prime 2, and then this got announced. So I'm going to finish Prime 2, and uh, I have Samus Returns, um, so I'm going to play that on 3DS and then go to Fusion. I might try Other M. See, mine's completely different. I think I did Super Metroid, the Prime Trilogy, Other M, and then like Fusion when it came out on Wii U. And wow. then Federation did you Force like Zero Mission? Blast Ball. Uh No. I love Zero Mission. And that one's like, that one's such a good entry. Like, I feel like that's a good starting point for people who have never played 2D Metroid before. For sure. I'd agree with that. It's very easy. Mm-hmm. It's short, too. Yeah. I think yeah, I beat I think, it in like one or two settings. Yeah. I I only get like 20 minutes or something with my newborn daughter, but I, I think I've only spent about two hours in game time with it, and it's basically done already. Wow. Yeah. No, I never played it. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want a quick short one, Zero Mission's a great one. Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Take that under consideration. Easy. <laughs> See here. Yeah, it, that is my one complaint with Zero Mission is it's it's a pretty easy one. With the exception of the Mother Brain fight, I think you can kind of breeze through most of the game. I don't even remember. I mean, I'm sure I struggle with it. I probably use save states, but like I don't remember it coming out of it thinking, wow, that was hard. Mm. I mean, that was one of my favorite things about Fusion in comparison is while, yeah, the game's linear, it's got some good difficulty when it comes to bosses. Some of them are still simple, but I think overall it has just a good difficulty arc through the bosses on it. So cool. Anyways, just excited. Metroid, very excited. excited. Speaking of, you know, how how do we support uh, franchises, get them to buy more? I love how everyone's going back and buying it on the Wii U or buying two copies or buying on the 3DS. Get the Amiibo, buy all of it. Yep. Buy as much as you can. The the day that that came out, I I don't think I worked for a whole half day. I was just hitting F5 (laughs) on all the browsers trying to get some site to go live. I remember I told my boss that I think it was a four or five years ago. The first year I took off for E3, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be here. I'm gonna, he's like, you're just going to, my boss is, he's really, um, I call him nosy. He's just very inquisitive, right? So you tell him something, he wants to know everything about it. He couldn't be like the further from, from how I usually address things. And I remember he's like, so you just sit at your computer and watch them announce video games. <laughs> and I remember like his questioning almost made me feel bad. He's like, so like, can you play them? I'm like, no. Oh. He's like, what did you just see them? I was like, yeah, like commercials. He's like, you sit there. And like, <laughs> well, when you say commercials, that makes it sound worse. Doug. That's the only thing he knows. You know, it's like like a trailer, like movies. He's like, but that's it. You just watch. I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you watch them play the game? I was like, sometimes. You know, it just make it just make you feel bad. It make you really question your your responsibilities in life. I'm like, look, either you let me have the day off, or I'm just gonna sit there and do it at work. Either way, <laughs> work's not getting done. So. <laughs> That's on you, man. <laughs> um, boy, we're over an hour. So let's be quick. Mr. Sakurai had his presents where he presented Kazuya and other Smash Bros. info. I did scrub through it and watched it because I host a Nintendo show and I couldn't have been more bored. Um, I, I have no fanfare for this uh, anymore. Challenger Pack 10 includes the Mishima Dojo, 39 tracks from Tekken alongside Kazuya. Um 
the dojo looks cool. It's a very flat level. It doesn't have all the, the floating platforms. You can like break the sides and stuff. Like I give it that credit. Um, mm-hmm. There were new Mii Fighter costumes announced. I just want to say I feel like it's gotten to the point where people are not excited for the Mii costumes. They're dreading it because they do not <laughs> want their favorite character to be Talk in Talk about <laughs> insulting. We have Mii costumes for Lloyd, Dante, Rip. Shantae, and Dragonborn. Rip. Rip, rip, rip. Oh, see, okay, this is my, probably my fighting game ignorance speaking out, but just to me, personally, I feel like all four of these characters would make more interesting fighters than the one that we got. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think from a casual, like, Smash fan, well, from a from a casual fighting game fan standpoint, I, I would agree that, yeah, all, all those characters, I think kind of fit better with the stereotypical Smash character. Um, I do think that for those who are big fans of Tekken, like, uh, you know, Terry Bogart and um, Kazuya and all that are, are great additions. And I, I watched the the Sakurai Direct, and I think they did an incredible job of adapting this character. But I have, I have no, you know, nostalgia or attachment to Tekken. So as much as I love Smash and as much as I still play it today... Um, it it doesn't move the needle much for me. And I, I agree with you, Rebecca. I saw those and I was like, oh, darn, that would have been yeah. really fun. Like, oh, Dante oh, could have darn. been really cool. Dragonborn would have for, been really fun. And As for Tekken, Tekken does deserve its spot in Smash. I, I get think it's that. really I cool agree. that it's in. I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about interesting fighters. Yep. Interesting. Shout out to Pale Guy Tony. He says, I just got here from playing Smash and man, his Kaiza is incredibly broken. So I did not play it up. I did not boot up the game. I'm not going to. I don't want to. I, I wanted to before the show so I could talk about it, but I didn't get a chance to. Some folks uh, apparently think that it's totally fine for Shantae to be a Mii fighter. Uh, just know, Thrak, that I completely disagree with you. I thought that was <laughs> insulting to see Shantae's character as a Mii fighter. That was awful. Yeah. So. Who knows? Maybe maybe a year from now after the dust has settled and we are all disappointed by the final character, maybe then we can be happy that people like Shantae are in it at all. I feel like everybody, it it just hurts. Everybody for three years that I've proposed being included, that would be exciting. They've all been me characters and not even good ones at that. Not even good me characters. They're bad me. There are good me characters. These aren't it. These are bad. Mm -hmm. You know what? Dante is not awful. Dante is okay. The rest of Mm -hmm. them are not great. Dragonborn is a decent looking me fighter. Um, yeah, see, that I, makes I, sense. I guess to too. say the Shantae one, I don't feel like looks as good as it's the bad. other ones. Like, they've look done like a good job bad. with Me Fighters, but the Shantae one looks like an afterthought. Like, yeah. you go intern, like, here's your summer project. <laughs> That's correct. Yep. Yep. That is the correct way Which to do it. Which is a shame because she would have been a cool, like, I know Very it's a unique. big deal for an indie character to be in Smash at all, but could you imagine if she was a fighter? Mm-hmm. She deserves it. This sucks. Yeah. They showed a new yeah, Min Min Amiibo. Who... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. They showed a new Min Min Amiibo that'll be out in 2022 sometime at the end of the year. So pre-order that for the next 18 months. <laughs> they've, they've been really slow with these Smash Amiibo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they come out two years after announcement. Yeah. Slow is the right word. <laughs> um, before I move Daddy. on, I cut you off. Is there something else you wanted to say? Oh, I was just going to say, you know, as someone who I... I don't know who else I want in Smash. It is a little unfortunate that you make see it stop the, the me costumes. And it's like, oh, darn. Like, I didn't necessarily want those, but those would have been exciting to see. Please just make it stop. Just in this, in this. <laughs> we're like we're this. almost done, Donnie. You're almost free. And then Sakurai can retire and you don't have to worry about it anymore. 
Donnie, we have some breaking news that Nintendo tweeted. A free update is available for Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Random. So uh, if, if you're wondering about if they're making a new Mario Kart, at least they're working on free updates for Home Does Circuit. Does it say what the update is? It, is it a good update? <laughs> Maneuver. <laughs> Maneuver through oil slicks, turn your home into a jungle, and dodge incoming barrels, and try not to be slowed by roaring dinosaurs in this new Mario Cup in Grand Prix mode. Man, we got to have dinosaurs and dragons in all the Mario now. That's true. Finish within third place in the Mario Cup, and you'll unlock a new Yoshi-themed cart. That's cool. But do they have a physical Yoshi cart? Because that would be interesting. That would be cool. I'd buy it. Yeah, no, this does not yeah. get me to pull out. I have it sitting over there all folded up in a corner. We we not doing it. We played it last week. Yeah. We don't play it often. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you we play it all the time. But maybe like once a month or so, the kids are like, can we play Mario Kart? And I, and nice. I, I'm like, yeah, let's uh, see. They hate that I make them sweep and mop first. I'm like, we got to clean. Like, you got to clean the, <laughs> yeah, clean you can't the house. can't gum up the tires. Right. Right. And I was like, you clean, we'll we'll set it up. But we we still play it. I'm not upset that I have it. Like I like it. At the very least, they look great on a shelf. It's a really cool toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I have yeah, I have yeah. mine on the shelf. They look great on the shelf, so uh, Streets of Rage 4's DLC is out in two weeks. It costs eight bucks. You will get um, Estelle Max Shiva, new music and weapons, custom move sets, color palettes, a training mode, and a survival mode for those of you that like the harder way of life. I'm excited. Be excited. Streets of Rage 4. Can't wait. Okay. Um, last night, Nintendo held its general meeting for shareholders, including a Q&A. Um, there was a whole lot of not news in this that I know all the blogs ran with today because that's what they got to do. Like, I don't fault them for it. That's what they got to do. Um, the only thing that I took that I even thought might even be somewhat newsworthy is they did actually speak. They were asked about mini consoles. Like a shareholder was like, hey. What do you think about doing more mini consoles? And I love the way that whoever presented the question, I don't know if it was a journalist or shareholder, whoever presented the question, I love the way they presented it actually, because they were like, why don't you do this? This is a great way of bridging the gap to like lapsed older Nintendo fans that just want that bit of nostalgia. Like that's hot right now. Like, why aren't we doing this? And they didn't blow it off. They said that mm. they'll continue to examine the possibility of doing classic consoles and, you know, Nintendo Switch on. They gave the marketing answer, but they didn't just say, like, it's I not remember. Like they said, we have no plans at this time. That's it's what I was going to say. Exactly the wording. I remember yeah. Reggie, Reggie specifically, like, crushed my dreams with this one year because he was like, this is something we did for a limited period of time that we wanted to do for a limited edition, and that's it. Like, he was very final yeah. about it. He was like, this is mm-hmm. never going to happen again. So if you were looking for some kind of hope, that we might get some sort of classic edition something in the future. I think there's at least a glimmer of hope here. I think a Game Boy Classic makes a lot of sense, but it sounds expensive. But I also think they could actually sell it. Like, you could do a Game Boy Classic with 20 or 30 games and sell it probably for $130. The thing with that is I feel like you need Pokemon on it to sell it, and I don't know if the Pokemon company is going to do that. I think they would. I think Nintendo has enough stroke to at least pull an old one. An old one? Yeah. I think they could do Pokemon Red or, yeah, at least one. Yeah, I, I think for sure they Since could they do it. I ones. think because they had it on Virtual Console, that's a, a hint that they could. Yeah, I mean, they own a stake in the company. It's not It's not just Pokemon Company's decision either. I mean, if Nintendo wanted to do it, I think they yeah. could. I think they could. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm being a, bit, a dead horse by saying it, but it, it just doesn't make any sense that Nintendo's not capitalizing more on their old franchises. It's easy we money. See it. All the other companies 
remaking games, porting games, like giving access to old games and Nintendo's just not doing it. It makes no sense. No sense well, at all. I, okay. Let's, let's, let's take a minute here and discuss. I think it makes some financial sense. It makes some good um, preservation sense. I, I think you're seeing this right now a lot with Square Enix and like Final Fantasy. People are saying mm-hmm. the same thing. They're like, why isn't this on Switch? It makes no sense. It does make some sense. Um, they know that you want to buy them on Switch. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. They know that people would want to buy a Game Boy Classic or N64 Classic. They know that that money's there. So there's some sense to be like, let's not burn it. <laughs> like, let's for save sure. it for a rainy day. Like, what if the next for Wii U sure. comes out in four years? It's like, hey, N64 Classic, guys, forget about that. Um, there is that kind of like in their in their in their back pocket. And I'm not trying to defend them. I agree with you. I, like, Nintendo Switch Online should be much better. I have mm-hmm. for a long time postulated that I think Nintendo Switch Online shouldn't be locked to the Switch. Nintendo Switch Online should be on PC. It should be on streaming on TV on on phones. You mean to tell me you can't get Donkey Kong and Tecmo Bowl on phones? Like, put that damn thing on phones and let people give you 20 bucks a year. Like, that is so much easy money. <laughs> that is could so you much imagine, easy money. Could you imagine a $20 a year service where you just have all that stuff on yeah. your phone? That's oh where I've God, always thought they it. were going. That's where I always I thought they were it. going with it. And, like, they come out with a little Razer Kishi-like Nintendo thing that you put your phone in. And you sit there and you can play. Um that's easy money for them. But there's mm-hmm. a reason why they're not doing it. And I think their reason is, if I was to speak for them, I think their reason is they want to they want to do that, but they want to do it when the timing's right. And they want to make sure that they're not jeopardizing their current stuff. Mm-hmm. They want you to buy a Switch. When the time is right, I feel like the, the time is right. Like, I don't know. You don't know when the next thing is going to come along and we're not doing right. our phones anymore. I like, mean more. I mean more in the case that they're printing money. They're printing money right now. Hand yeah, over fist. Yeah. They don't want to yeah, give you yeah, a reason yeah. to not buy a Switch. They want to give you a reason to buy a Switch. They don't want to give that 35-year-old person who just wants N64. They don't want you to just get the classic. They want to keep you. They want to buy you as a customer. Mm-hmm. That's more valuable to them. But but to that argument, it's still surprising to me that they haven't added something to Nintendo Switch Online. Absolutely. Like, okay, they're not going to go the phone route because they want to funnel you into their ecosystem. Sure, great, I get that. But man, especially with the pandemic and everything, you'd think that they could have dropped GBA games or N64 games or just you know opened up Virtual Console to buy games if it's not going to be part of Nintendo Switch Online. Yep. Like of, of all the times, is the time right for it? Like, sure, they're making tons of money on the Switch, but man, what an incentive to for people who maybe haven't jumped on is if they did add those. So and it, I only it, say it's that, still confusing to me. I only say that the only time they really dipped into that hard was when they were kind of on the, on the canvas, right? And they needed to pick themselves up and they kind yeah. of smashed glass and pulled the emergency button. That's so true. I think that's why that's there. It's just easy, easy money. When you deal like Nintendo and your billion dollar company, you don't need to maximize every profit you can in one calendar year. You know, like you're trying to protect your business a little. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, That gets us to questions. Rebecca, take it away. All right. Is this first question a serious question? I didn't even read them. <laughs> Kyle had written in on Discord, oh. why did I have a dream last night that Elias Thompson hacked into Rebecca's webcam and hijacked the show just to interrupt Donnie to talk about Metroid the whole show? I mean, I'm not hey, opposed that to having a Metroid. Isn't that what I'm here for? Yeah. I, I just came here to talk about Metroid. So. I'm not opposed to having <laughs> a Metroid-only show. That sounds amazing. Let's do it. Yeah, br- bring awesome. me bring me back when Dread comes out. I'd love to, love to talk <laughs> about it. It's going to be so much fun. 
Brendan says, would you like some of the bigger games like GTA uh, get back to their roots and go back to the isometric games like the original GTA and bring them to the Switch? Or would it be better to have the actual GTA 5 game? I love GTA. It's one of my favorite franchises. I do prefer the open world 3D versions, but I like the 2D versions. So, I mean, I'm just going to ride the fence here and I like both. I liked it when Is there... I liked it when they were doing both. I wish they would just keep doing both. Is there like a big scope difference between the isometric ones and the open world ones? Like, is it they're a shorter smaller. game or yeah, smaller scope? Smaller. Yeah, as, as someone who who I, I like bite sized games. Don't get me wrong; I still want you know Breath of the Wild hundred hour games from time to time. But I really like bite sized games. So even though I'm not a fan of uh, like a big fan of GTA, I think the idea of a slightly more bite sized version of a game is always appealing. And that's what they so did. I'd, it it I'd worked with for it. It worked with portables, right? They did PlayStation Portable, Vita, DS. I mean, Chinatown Wars was awesome. I was just gonna say, I, yeah. isn't that one that one on the DS? Yep. Um, what's it called? Chinatown Wars. Chinatown Wars. Isn't that the highest rated DS game? Period. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. It's very good. I'm pretty sure it is. I think if you go on Metacritic right now, go on, somebody listening, go on to Metacritic, type in highest rated DS games. I think that is number one. It's very good. If I'm remembering correctly. It's very good. I haven't played it. Um, I like those top-down kind of games, so I would be all for that. But my favorite ones are 3 and Vice City, and I'm still shocked that they're not on Switch. I don't get it. I've bought them on every platform that I think I've ever, that they've ever been available for, and I would love to play them on my Switch. So... Um, with the GTA five, that would have to be through streaming or a pro. I assume it wouldn't run on. I've gone for a long time. Didn't you say that they brought it to mobile? Not GTA five. That's not, that's the old ones. They have GTA three. They have GTA three, Vice City and San Andreas available on mobile and the mobile editions are amazing. They're already running on Android. They're Android kit. Um, So it'd be really easy to get it over. The port job from Rockstar would be nothing. Like they could, they could put these on Switch today if they wanted to. And I mean, I'm not lying. If they put GTA 3 on Switch, it would be at the top of the sales list for six months. Like it would be way up there. It would definitely chart. It would be way up there. I imagine the series is just so popular. So I don't know why they're not doing it. I hope it's because they announce a collection. That's, that's always been my hope is that they announce a collection. Um, they are confirming that it is the top rated uh, DS game. Yeah. Oh. Good call. One with nine, 93. It's very good. I'd like to see another yeah. one. I want to play it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Cooksvara says, thoughts Cosvara. on... Cosvara. Oh, Cosvara. You're not the only one. I've done it too. <laughs> Everybody on the internet. <laughs> it's V, right? Vara? Vara? No. I think it's like no. Cos. Coswara. No. Well, the eh, Americanized W polish it's a v okay well i take your credit for it but the last time he was on the show i said it and he said i got it right so that's all that's all i can go with (laughs) anyway michael wants to know thoughts on nintendo land would you want to see a sequel or some kind of modified release on switch yes (laughs) yes yes there's no question absolutely all the nintendo land yes Yes, i'm a big fan of nintendo land that was one of the first games i got for the wii u and um yeah i don't see how they could realistically do a straight port or modification of it considering there was such Mm -hmm. heavy use of the gamepad i I think if you really really wanted to you could make it work with two systems but i don't think they'd want to sell it to you if it required two systems to work i think you make it work not everything, really? obviously. There's some certain, certain things you can't, but I think you can't make it work, but it'd have to be online multiplayer based. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it if it was be... online only, like bring it to Nintendo Switch Online, 
let people download it. You only play online. But you get to Amazing. play with your friends? And like yeah, You could okay, do amazing. Chase Me. You could do Chase yeah. Me online. If you could play yeah. online multiplayer, you could do Chase Me. You could do you the could Luigi do the game. Luigi's Ghost, yep. yep. You, you could, could do, play. Uh, you could do the Lynx game. Animal Crossing one. Yep. You could yeah. do the Zelda game. Um, I I cannot tell you how excited I would be. I say this every time somebody says in a tin land on my Twitter. <laughs> I want that damn Donkey Kong Kart game on the Switch. <laughs> I would give them $15 for just that. Just take that game out and let me play that game. I love that game. It was like my favorite thing since the original Donkey Kong. I can't tell you the amount of hours I spent trying to get that stupid little cart down the little maze without popping the bubble. Yeah, we, we actually Kong. booted up uh, Nintendo Land on Sunday and I'd forgotten that my um, brother had, had borrowed it and played it for a while. And he had spent so long on that cart game it's, that it like rates it as, you know, which games you've played the most. It's addictive. And it had, like a hundred plus on it and everything else is like 20 times that we had played it. <laughs> so damn good. Uh-huh. In college, um, me and my non-gamer friend played a ton of whatever the Pikmin game, oh, yeah. player game oh, was. Yeah, that yeah she one was too. really into that. Um, so that was cool. And that what, was kind of my first intro. What a good way to introduce intro. like non-gamers yeah. to Nintendo franchises oh, too. Yeah. It's like you want a little bite-sized like cooperative yeah. multiplayer couch fun version of this game. Like really, yeah. absolutely yep, yep, bring yep, back yep. more Nintendo land. Um, I was going to say that I didn't think uh, that they would be able to do a modification of it. Um, it seems like it would be just as much work than to just make a whole new game. But oh. you kind of convinced me on the online part of it. Like if they did. If they did, I do think it would be a new game, and I think they would build off those concepts and they try to make their own thing. Like a solo Switch, a solo Switch Nintendo Land doesn't make as much sense. They had some solo games. They just they'd have to do more of those. They'd have to have more micro games. And at that point, you're getting close to Mario Party Land. But I would love those those. You know, I was thinking, I was listening to what you were saying, but as you were talking, I was thinking, I was like, what a legacy for that game. That game was universally panned when they first showed it. I'll never forget. Everybody was just like, what the hell is Nintendo? Like, this is a stupid cartoony fair thing with the Miis. The Miis are back. Everybody hated the Miis. And I think, I don't think I, I know a Wii U owner that didn't love that game. Like that was a game that when you played it, like you got it. It was so much fun. There is no multiplayer games. There's not a lot of multiplayer games that are like that. It's like Fall Guys ish. Like when you played those multiplayer mm-hmm. games, they were so much fun. They were so simple that, ghost game with with the with the luigis and you can't see where the ghost is and just pops out of nowhere that was always like a jack-in-the-box for 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 jack no pun intended but like jack would always <laughs> freak out i'd catch him and i remember one time he's just like threw the controller he'd always get scared um the chase me game we would play endlessly um i did the entire zelda thing with my kids and that Donkey Kong game, I have lasting, lasting memories of the Donkey Kong I don't remember Kong the game. Donkey Kong one. I'm going to have to check that out again because I by far my I'm favorite sure one. I played it, but I'm not I'm So you got a little yet. cart. It was like a little triangle, had a little bubble on it. Mm-hmm. And if the cart fell over, the bubble broke. And you had to turn the gamepad, spin the gamepad, use the sticks to raise levers. You could blow. Where was the perspective you were in the cart? It's no, kind of like it you're looking 2D. at an R, like a, a pinball, like a vertical pinball machine almost. Yeah. Um, and you're like traveling from the top down to the bottom. And you could um, blow and you to like a horizontal go. plane. I got to look this up because I don't remember. It's very. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, imagine a Donkey Kong Country minecart level, but uh, like a small arcade version oh. of that. It reminded me of this. Scrolling. At it's all, all one, one view. You can see the whole yeah, course in one view. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me a ton of like Donkey Kong, like. 
the arcade game. Like it has a very mm-hmm. similar aesthetic and it was like arcadey in that way. It's like traversal, try to get to the end of the level. And it was, uh, it was tough actually. <laughs> it's a challenge to keep going. Um, I loved it. That game was addictive. We, we spent way too long just doing that. Cool. Bring it back yeah. Nintendo. I like Nintendo land. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jared says, do you think Nintendo needs to reevaluate how they price some of their games after Mario Golf, or should they stop releasing games unfinished until more of the updates are available at launch? This is a trendy opinion lately, isn't it? I, I, I got this with Sean on Sweet Hanks, and I push back on him. I don't think this is a Nintendo thing. And I've seen people on Twitter and I've heard on podcasts, they're like, this is just Nintendo now. It's like, I don't think so. Um, I'm not saying that they don't. There are certain, there are some examples where they have. Um, mm-hmm. but there are way more examples of them not, I think, than, than they do. There's way more examples of them releasing completely finished games. Um, but also, I mean, it is, it is a part of the times. Like people have just got to adapt to it. I mean, we've been doing this for eight years now. If anything, Nintendo was late to it. I mean, how many other people release games and they just continue to patch on top of it? That's not something they should be shamed for. That should be celebrated. Like no longer are games just broken. Like that's a great thing that we have this ability to do this now. So I don't think that they need to change. Well, I don't want to sound like a shill. I don't want to just de- defend them on this. Um, they're never going to reprice their games. Like that seems to be a thing with Mario Golf that people stick on. Uh, it seems to be the thing that Metroid sticks on. I saw that going around too. The two Metroid opinion. <laughs> Look, Goodness gracious. The Ugh. price of the game has nothing to do with how long it took. It takes you to beat it or how long it took them to make it. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the price of the game. The price of the game is dictated by the market and whether or not you will pay for it. Guess what? Yes. Most people will pay for Nintendo IP in a game. Period. Whether you mm-hmm. personally do or not, that's a, your personal decision as a as a buyer. But I'm telling you, if you're thinking, I'm not going to buy Mario Golf at $60 so they'll lower the price, they're not. They won't. It's not going to happen because it's got <laughs> well, Mario on it. Have inconsistent pricing across their first party games. That's that just, devalues like- their brand. It's mm-hmm. it's not that it, it's not that Mario Golf is worth sixty. That's not the point I'm trying to make. It's that you can't devalue Mario Golf because that now- in turn devalues Odyssey and 3D World and everything else they do. Like they can't do that. That's and, and don't forget they have other first party games that are selling for less than sixty dollars. The upcoming WarioWare is 50. fifty bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. They and they they have played with it a bit, but typically they have a premium on their games, and that's a part of that's a part of their core philosophy. That's not mm-hmm. them just that's not them like just taking your money. They believe that their games are valuable, that their IP are valuable, so they hold their value. That's why you don't see them race to the bottom. That's why three weeks later you don't pick up Mario Golf for thirteen dollars like you do Ubisoft games because they don't want to do that because it devalues their brand. That that's a whole. It's not a. Um, it's really not even a right or wrong thing. Um, this is economics. There's a there's a whole trend of economics where you price above the competition because you either think that your product is better or you want it to appear better. That's also the other part of it is you want to price it higher because you want people to think it's better. Um, and if you want to like a really good doctrine to that, if you want to look it up, just Google like BMW. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a really good one to look at. People think BMWs are better than Toyotas. Like they're just better because they cost mm-hmm. more, right? They're better. Oh, they're, they're really not. <laughs> but but most people think they are. That's that's a part of marketing. It's a part of economics. Um yeah. so I get it. 
I definitely get it. I understand. Now the the Metroid thing is a whole separate thing. That's the whole 2D thing, and that's just a personal. Don't get yeah, me I, I think the idea that I don't a 2D want game to. shouldn't be 60. It's yeah, it's that's silly. stupid. It, it's dumb. It, if the game comes out and the game's you know bad or short or missing feature, like you know is universally panned or something, maybe we can discuss it should have been cheaper. But you know, without knowing those things, you can't just base it purely off and of the style of game that it chose to be. It's also not that it should be cheaper. I, I've said this with Battlefield. It's also that they know it will be cheaper. There's no point in like giving money back, you know, like you're not going to just like, well, this game isn't as good as our other one. So let's lower the price. No, right. you're going to launch it at 60. And when it doesn't sell well after a few weeks, then you run a promotion and then you sell it. Like, you're not just going to give it back anyway. Like that doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. Like that's a part of it too, is that they know that there is a core customer of Nintendo. They will buy anything that Nintendo slaps Nintendo on. And they're going to get that money from them first. And then they'll be more aggressive. Mm. And they are aggressive with pricing. There are certain games that come down. You can get Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze for half off and stuff like that. Like, they're competitive. Now, they're not competitive on Mario Kart or, like, Breath of the Wild because the game's just selling 15 million copies out of the gate. Like, you're, you're just mm. going to pay for that. So, but uh, it's, a, it's, a interesting, it's an interesting slant of a question. Yeah. Well, and I agree with you, Donnie, that I don't, I only can think of three examples of games that you could really make the argument that, oh, they're unfinished and came later. And it's like Mario Party, um, Aces, and Super Rush right now. I feel like those are the only three that you, um, really kind of fit that, um, description. And with Mario think, Party specifically, do you think I feel some like Animal Crossing fans might say that? Uh, yeah. I, I don't follow Animal I'm Crossing. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't no, either. But I'm yeah. Just... I could see how, yeah, they might fond of that rebecca can speak more to that but. a lot of animal crossing fans are not happy at this time well they they were just hoping for a big update right like because you've got a lot of trickle updates yeah were people year, thinking that about animal crossing like when one. it came out like its first month where people like it's light on content um yes okay i remember something like the 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 brewster or the museum or something wasn't there day one and that took a minute that's still not here oh well, really Brewster's still not in the game Wow. Brewster Rebecca's will probably like, never be in the game. Sorry to inform you. <laughs> didn't they already confirm that he was coming? No. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he might never be in the game. Maybe, maybe fans just made up their own uh, own idea of what You've the update is going to be. probably seen fans asking for Brewster. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that is like the number one wish list right now. But I think I think people are upset that um, the updates did not continue after the first year after seeing the love that Splatoon got. I mean, there's I think also, it could there's still also happen, a whole but... faction of New Leafers who are very unhappy that all of the content in New Leaf are not in New Horizon in New Horizons, but it's a different game. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mic is not good. Um, uh, it's a different game, and I feel like for Animal Crossing, they have added things that were not in New Leaf. Like the terraforming and the, the, the decorating outside and all those sorts of things. It's just a different game. Like they expect, I think people expect Animal Crossing just to build on the last one each time and have all the same stuff plus new stuff, but that's just not the way the games are. It's a new entry. Yeah. I think, um, I, I'm seeing the chat, so I'm, I'm I'm halfway responding to chat. But you know, Thrax says I think people too much put too much value on graphics and hours in regards to the price tag. I think let's just I'll just say this: and if you want to get into it, we can, but we don't have to. With with regards to Metroid, I don't think it's so much that. I do think there is a. I mean, there are there is the connotation that 2D games are easier to make um, than 3D mm-hmm. games, and I think that's probably even true. 
like for the most part. Probably. But that doesn't yeah. mean that a 2D game can't be expensive to make as well, especially, you know, in dictating the art style. I think the issue is the marketing, or I mean, the market. You see games like Hollow Knight and Ori and stuff like that, and they're not full price. And then you look at Metroid, mm-hmm. and you, but again, you're holding apples and oranges. You mm-hmm. know, you're talking about an indie game from Indie Studio, and you're talking about Nintendo with a, a property that's as valuable for the last 50 years. They sold out mm-hmm. Amiibo of that character. You know, like it's sold out like that. So it's it's different, and it's it's really I hate the whole. Co- the the conversation is is it worth it when somebody says it isn't worth it, it's really not worth it's it. So it's, subjective, it's personally, it's, so subjective. it's, yeah. it's yeah. it's not worth it to me. Like I'm not going to pay that much, and that's your value of it. But when mm. millions are paying that much, then it's objectively worth it. Like it's mm. proven that it's worth it when it sells out at every major retailer. Then it is worth it. They've proven mm-hmm. that. If anything, it might be priced as a budget. If it's sold out so fast, they probably could have <laughs> sold it for more. Honestly, and I have <laughs> said this so many times online, we are so lucky that prices of games have not kept up with inflation because they would be so expensive. They would be $100 now. They would. But on that argument, you also have to take into account the the size of the gaming market. These developers and these publishers are making 10, 12, 15 times more than they were ever making two. So while the price for inflation is all easy one to one, the market's completely different. There's uh, the customer base is 25 times larger than it was at the time of that inflation. And when and people are writing, it's that's the exactly, reason why it's, it's subsidizing it. And that's just, that's economics. That's the market. But when you see people take those slants or you see developer, I, I see a lot of times publishers will say that we haven't raised the game of price in 24 years. It's like you made a record profits in 14, 15, 16, 17. I don't want to hear it anymore because they, they, you know, because it doesn't make their case. They leave that part out of it. I'm not saying well, it's. I don't. I don't think. I mean, that's true. That's very true. But from the consumer side, that it doesn't. I don't care how much Nintendo made on you know profits. I don't give a crap. What I care about is how much money I'm spending on the game, and I'm thankful that that hasn't gone up. When if they all decided to, they could, and there is nothing we would be able to do about it. No, you could just stop stop buying them. Right. Like that's the only thing you could do about it is you could but buy that less. That wouldn't happen. People would though. You're right. You're right. I've bought less PlayStation games since they've raised the I seven. think there's definitely a point where it would get like I'm not saying it would get to a hundred dollars, but I think if ten years ago they had done seventy dollars, we would be sitting at that now and people would have gotten yeah. used to it and oh, we would it would sure. be the way that it is. But I'm not we're saying lucky that it hasn't happened. When I've brought this when I've and I've I, when we've talked about these topics in the past in other podcasts, I only bring up the other point just to make sure that the other point is said. I don't like bringing up this one-sided like argument because I've seen IGN and I've seen journalists and podcasters. They just take it and they run. Like they just go. They're like, back when I was, the game was $60 and today it'd be 140 There's a lot but more to that true. conversation too. But there's it's a lot more. True, but it's not totally true. It's half truth. It's kind of true. <laughs> It's not completely true. The whole point true. of inflation is that everything's valued differently. We're yeah, but, making more money than we were. But we're not, actually. The cost per capita of like the average American family, like the spending power of the average American family from the 90s is way down. That's another part of it. There's a lot more that goes into that than just well, I know. the cost I know. of the dollar. That's all. Well, and I only an bring it up. Podcast. You know how I am. <laughs> when I cover a topic, I like to try and learn as much as I want to know all angles. I think that's the better way, it. you know, is that I, I, I just, I, that's just a soapbox for me. I always just, I, I just make sure it's said. So I don't want to feel like I'm leading anybody astray. Like I don't want people to be misled. There are pros and cons to that argument on both sides. Um, I but it. I am the person that routinely buys games for more than $60, $70. I bought Dying Light 2 
cost me 200 bucks. <laughs> this stupid nope. little statue with a flashlight. Uh, I do this all the time. I bought this yeah. stupid edition of Streets of Rage 4. <laughs> it's amazing. You should buy one too. It's awesome. Yep, hey, I already spent if- the price of Metroid just on the special edition and the I, Amiibo. I bought I bought all that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to mention and, and if you're still debated on a digital now, version. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Rebecca. So expensive. I was saying not to mention if you're a retro game collector right now, that is oh, booming right sure. now. Booming, booming. Another part of that game price argument is that companies have devised ways of raising prices. They have $80 digital editions and $90 digital editions, mm-hmm. collector's editions for $150. Yeah. They have their cake and eat it too. I, it, the reason I get on that soapbox and it always kind of like you, you'll pinch a nerve on that is because I see, you know, head of Activision says, we're not making enough money anymore. And it's like, you made $3 billion last year. It's like, how much is enough? Uh, yeah. I, 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 I like hearing that more from indie devs than I do from EA and Act, because that's usually where it comes from, right? You don't see when you see that article and you see that quote, you know, it's like head of Ubisoft thinks <laughs> the games, the prices <laughs> of games have gone too or too low for too long. It's like, of course, Ubisoft thinks that as they rake in money, <laughs> you know, like by the truckload. Uh, get out of here with that. <laughs> Personally, a little, little nonsense. You're making plenty of money at $60 a pop. If anything, you're, you're making hand over fist money at $60 a pop. Like you're not. Yeah. They'll have you act like with the cost of the development of the game that they're like they're they're losing money. They, they'll go out of business. It's like the business has never been better. Yeah. Have it's you a, seen how they charge for Just Dance? They make plenty of money. It's oh very, very Don't solid get business into that. right now. Oh. <laughs> um, where were we? We kind of strayed yeah, from what, the What's the next though? question? <laughs> well, how we start on that? Okay. I Oh, I really like this question. Uh, Ahoy Adam wanted to know, if you could work on your favorite game franchise, would you? By working on the games, you will already know the stories and all the secrets in the game. No surprises playing the game. I liked this question. It's a a really great question. I would say yes. And it comes hesitantly because I do know, Mm -hmm. like, if you were testing a game and you play it so much, there's a point where, like, you almost get tired of it. Um, and that's definitely got to be a part of it. That said, the question is, do you want to work on your favorite game? Mm. The opportunity to be a part of the creation of my favorite game? Yeah. Not mm. just a game. An A game? The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite game? Yeah. That That's just yeah. so special. I would love to do it. I can't remember what it was or who this was. Maybe one of you two heard it, but I think it was just this past week. I read something where I think a developer was saying we don't like to hire fans um, of our games, not because of like anything against that, but just because like we want new fresh takes. We don't want it mm-hmm. to be like kind It'll of what it's already been or like what you think it should be. Like we want we want new fresh like ideas that are coming from outside of our normal fan base. We want something yeah, that's that bringing in new sense. fans, not catering to current fans. Yep. And that that kind of made me think a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I know probably still I nice was, to have. Oh, keep going. I was going to say, I know if I were to be like working on a Zelda game or a Pokemon game, like I would be really trying to make it true to what I think fans want, which on one side is really good for fans, but on the other side, you're not pulling in new people. You're not trying new things to differentiate it. Like I feel like you would easily fall into that trap. If I could design, you're trying to make it what you think it should be. If I could design one tree 
in Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> I'd be great. so damn happy. I'd tell everybody, I'd be like, that's my tree. I did that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a part of yeah. it. Like, that would be so great. It'd be worth any of that heartache yeah. to do it for that. Of but, course. Of but course. a game that I don't care about, that sounds worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just, just a game you're just there for a job. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. I, I came to the same conclusion, Donnie. And, and it kind of depends on the context a little bit for me because – you know, favorite game, first thing that comes to mind is, you know, a, a Zelda, a Metroid, some big Nintendo game like that. And I feel like if you were to work on that, you're you're not necessarily going to know everything about the game. I mean, it's imagine if you team. worked on Breath of the Wild, maybe all you did was work on stasis. So that doesn't <laughs> necessarily mean that you understand how the uh, cryonis thing works or you just had you never saw that side of the map or something random yep. you or maybe could you worked still be, on the music maybe you worked yeah. on the concept art yeah, you know exactly. you could work so, on a game without yeah I, I hear what you're saying yeah without you spoiling know? the whole game basically but the number one reason I would really want to work with it not just to have my name attached to it but I would want to hide something in that game mm. that is like if you do this secret thing or if you look in this secret place you can see I put that there like that little yeah. hidden image or that hit little hidden text like yeah I I hid that there just so I could find yeah. it later. But yeah. yeah, exactly. That'd I'm surprised there's not more. Like, I know some games do have that and have a lot of it, but I'm surprised that you don't see even more of that, of, like, stuff that you find. They go through insane amounts of QA. Yeah, I, you probably yeah. have to hide it really You have to be yeah. really, really well. good. They go through insane yeah. amounts of QA. That's true. Yeah, especially Nintendo, especially big. Yeah, that's true. And it does mm-hmm. happen. Like it. Usually it happens, I think, for, like, the worse. Like, they're, like, I want to say, and I'm not sure on this, so don't don't quote me on the game, but one of the games like the division or something that had like a Nazi symbol in it. And it didn't people it, like it shipped that way. And people were like, Whoa, what the fuck? Ubisoft. They were like, Oh, oh God, sorry. God. We didn't mean to do that. Like, and they had to patch it out and everything. Like, so every now and again, like stuff gets by and it's not always bad. I feel like it's the more controversial <laughs> stuff that usually gets found. Right. Yeah. That usually gets found. I think the other stuff, I think there's more of it in there than we know. But we, you, you'd have to know to know. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, otherwise, it's a newspaper headline that you just walked by in a game. You know, like, you don't know to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I like it. Kevin says it's the month of Skyward Sword HD. I've never played the original before, and I'm excited to play this. My question is, are you going to play with the Joy-Con motion controls <clears throat> or with the button-only controls? <laughs> Play with the button only controls. If it was motion controls only, I don't even think I'd buy the game. Really? Yeah, I, I fully intend to play buttons. Um, I'll try motion control because wow. I, you know, played the first one with motion. I'm I'm curious to see how it compares on the Switch, but I intend to play through the whole thing with buttons. I haven't I'm been the same I haven't been impressed with the motion controls on Switch. Really? Really to date. What, a, like, what else have you tried it on? Like outside I of really gyro, on like gyro like works, switch. right? Like yeah. gyro works. But like anytime you're doing like freehand moving or like sword fighting, like I don't do golf or something like that. Ooh, uh, it's not the, the um, let's go with the throw let's in the ball. I hated oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel as good as the Wiimote was. Like the Wiimote Plus was very like one-to-one and it was always balanced. And yeah, you had to seek it every now and again, but it, I always felt in control. The switch gets wonky a bit. And yeah, it I'm drifts just, a lot, doesn't it? I'm wondering if it's like because it doesn't have a sensor bar that's like constantly tracking it. Like I don't know. But it's if it's because it's it's in relation to like where you set its epicenter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of set it, and then like the tracking is from this place that you set in a, in a space. It doesn't actually have a tracker, so I think maybe that has something to do. If I had to make a guess, 
but uh, I'm not. I haven't been as impressed with it, so I don't expect it to be like great. Yeah. Well, and and that brings up the number one reason why I would play it uh, button mode, play Skyward Sword button mode is um, even with like motion plus and as you know the Wii did a decent job tracking you still had to recenter that thing constantly while playing skyward sword because you're waving it around so wildly to and try the to combat those... in skyward sword requires you to be precise yes and so you're constantly yeah. um recentering it just so you can be precise in combat so if if the stick lets me always be centered and i just have to flip the stick in the correct direction that's great that saves me a huge headache that i had with the original game yeah i um hate the Wii remotes with a fiery passion. Um, I like the Joy-Con a lot better. So I am going to at least try it um, to see if I like it. Because I do think when it works well, the, the motion in Skyward Sword is good. It's very good um, when it works. And I think if the Joy-Con does work better, I think it would be an enjoyable experience to kind of see what what made that game special with the motion control. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm also going to primarily play a button control and I mean, the uh, probably just, play in handheld quite a bit. The sticks mm-hmm. just look better to me. It's like I, once I got the what the sticks, I was like, oh, that makes sense, actually. It makes sense in my brain. Yeah. I'm like, this is probably a much – because they're all the enemies. It's not just like up, down, left, right. It's kind of diagonal. at an angle, diagonal, three quarters. Like that's a part of it. That's the whole whole combat's built around that. So well, and, and you have to sometimes do like you're coming from the upper side and then you have to like immediately do something on the other side and – to get the Wii Moat up to that position, you always do a slash yep. you didn't mean to do to try to get to the position. And if it you if wanted. it goes off one out of four times, it's too many. That's not good yep. enough. You know, like that's not yep. as enjoyable as it works all the time. I want it to work all the time. Which mm-hmm. can I can I make one other minor gripe? Um, I'm not a big fan of how Nintendo has only advertised the button controls for handheld. Like they're I, I'm pretty confident. That the button stick mode is available for oh, on yeah. the TV. But when they advertise it, they never ever advertise it that way. It's only like, oh yeah, button that. control for handheld. And I'm like, why Uh-oh. are you being so selective about it? And and yeah, if it, if if you're not like paying attention, it starts to sound like, hold on, is it Wait, only available in have handheld? Have they confirmed if it works with Pro Controller? I'm gonna go I look. Can't I can't say a hundred percent, but. Um, I'm pretty sure they can't do that, that again after Let's Go. I swear, like, oh my god, that was. Yeah, like, I if, feel if like we you know go back about it and watch the, the E3 TV trailer. Mode. If you watch the recent commercials, yeah, for, TV like, mode with the Joy Cons. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like they have 100% confirmed it, but I want to say that it is supposed to have uh, button controls for on the TV. It's I, their advertising is I, I can't not imagine great. that it, it does not it's highlight it well. It's got to. Listen, Skyward I, Sword um, HD offers Switch Pro Pro controller support. God, okay, that's mouthful. Thank you. That, yeah. that, that's what yeah. I need because their other advertisement just it does not spell that out. Clearly. As revealed yeah. through the official Nintendo UK website, all new button controls allowing allowing you to choose your style of play. Description reads the game from the bottom of the page, mentioning support for Nintendo Switch Pro Controller in TV docked mode. Good. Yeah, that, that's what I assumed. I, I feel like they have been just clear enough that that was probably the case. I th- but man, a lot of their ads. I, I like that you were though. that you smart, though. To. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was me with Mario Golf. You remember? Like they, they mm-hmm. had this trailer. It was like, Mario Golf. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sinking feeling. I, I oh, had no. that a couple times, a Skyward Sword. It's like, I don't know about this. It's missing. 
It's mm -hmm. tournaments. They didn't say tournaments. It's not in the trailer. It's not on the Japanese website. It's not on the UK. I was scouring. <laughs> like, it's nowhere to be found, guys. Be afraid. <laughs> My God. <sighs> that should do okay, it. Do, okay. Do we want to yeah. save the other questions? It's an hour and 45 minutes. That's, let's, oh, yeah, let's call it done. Uh, chat, Shaq Chat, you guys were lovely tonight. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Hope you enjoyed the show. Mm -hmm. Steven, glad to have you back. Thank Thanks you for, for having by. me back. Good. Super fun to be here. Plug your Twitter, your socials, anything that you'd like to let people know. Yeah, where they can follow so I hang out you. in Discord. I'm I I lurk a lot in Discord, and sometimes I'll have a chance to be a little bit more active. But Zenith in Discord, come chat with me on the PSVG Discord. Um, I think my handle on Twitter's uh, Zenith A, so Zenith A Y. Um, I far less active on Twitter, so Discord's the place to come chat with me. But yeah, happy to be here, Rebecca. So nice to uh, come podcast with you and, and get to oh, meet that's you. Awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, well, that's going to do it for us. I hope you enjoyed my Mario Golf thoughts and all of our thoughts on Smash. I'm just going to let that pause sit there and marry. <laughs> excited. Um, <laughs> Please be excited. <laughs> Please be excited. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you next week. Good night, Koopalings. <laughs>